0: Today's gonna be, gonna be, a good, good day. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of connect to joy This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation now. Here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a multidimensional energy light worker. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've always dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun and let's get started right now. Today, I'm going to be talking about the many paths to enlightenment. So, what is enlightenment? Many people consider themselves spiritual, and they say they want it all the time. But what do they mean by that? Some want to know what their life purpose is, and that's what they mean. Some want to know why we're here in general. What's the meaning of life? And that's what they mean. And some want to feel that connection to something greater, whatever you call it, whether it's God or Allah or Brahman. Their higher self, the universe, or any of the other names we use as human beings. It's just that connection. And some just want to know the peace and joy in life on a regular basis. They want that limitless life. Is being enlightened a lot of work? Or can it be a fun journey? I think the answer to that is yes, no, and it depends. Now I sound like a lawyer, right? So yeah, it can be a lot of work. But it doesn't have to be. And it can be a fun journey along the way to learn so many new things. We're going to talk about all of that today, as well as I'm actually going to tell you some of my journey on the path to enlightenment. While each person's journey is different, I'm going to give you 17 different paths, if I have time for all 17, to enlightenment that you can try, see if they work for you. You can mix and match. and Just try what speaks to you at that deeper level. And if something doesn't work, try something else. And of course, I want to give you that guided meditation to help you release the fears that it's going to be difficult and help you enjoy that journey to enlightenment. As I've done in the past, I want to give you a meaning for what this word means. And I looked up an Oxford dictionary. It says to enlighten means to give someone greater knowledge and understanding about a subject or situation, to shed light on something. They even use the word spiritual to give spiritual understanding about a subject or situation. an okay definition. Now, the definition of enlightenment in Merriam-Webster dictionary is the act or means of enlightening, the state of being enlightened. Does that really help? I mean, come on, if you don't know what the word enlightened means, Merriam-Webster, enlightenment, that is not a good description. I learned that in elementary school. You never describe one word by using the same word in a different form. If you don't know what the one word means, you'll never get it that way. So no, that does not help. Thank you so much for nothing. The second definition that Merriam-Webster has is a philosophical movement of the 18th century marked by a rejection of traditional social, religious, and political ideas. And basically, that doesn't help at all either in this situation. And the third one that they have as a definition is Buddhism, a final blessed state marked by the absence of desire or suffering. This is just with Buddha. So For me, Merriam-Webster was not all that much help, especially the first one. But dictionary.com gives a little bit better of a definition for me, at least. It's as being advanced and having gained necessary information or knowledge, especially spiritual knowledge. Well, okay. Let me tell you what being enlightened means to me and see if you agree or if you agree with any of these parts. To me, being enlightened means being spiritually aware. It means To stay connected to Source as much as possible so that I feel that higher, lighter vibration. To be enlightened means to be in the now instead of worrying about the past, about what happened, what we should have been doing, or worrying about the future so much and what might happen that we're scared about. To be enlightened, I see myself as a spiritual being, and yet I still accept myself just the way I am, even while I'm trying to be more of who I truly am. And I accept other people and the world as they are, rather than trying to change them. To me, being enlightened means to acknowledge and release my fears and my limiting beliefs. Whenever I become aware of them, I may not be able to obviously do them all at once, and I might not know of them. They sort of show up occasionally when I face a situation I'm not really prepared to face, and I go, no, I can't do that. Oh, wait a minute. What was that about? So I'll look at it and go, huh, is that something I can get through over? What is that? Sometimes I'm enlightened in where it comes from and how I can move through it. To be enlightened for me means my life is more peaceful and more joyful, and I attract love and feel more love by being in that state. It means knowing who I am and living my life purpose. Okay, so I'm not asking for much, right? Being enlightened, I didn't say you can get there. It means it's a journey. It's a path. And paths can take many different ways. So what does being enlightened or having enlightenment mean to you? Where are you on that path? Where do you think you are? And where do you want to go? And what holds you back from getting where you want to go and being on that path? Everybody's journey is different. My journey started when I was 12. Well, when I was zero, I guess, but literally my on purpose journey started when I was 12. I had been going to a Presbyterian church only because I liked their youth group and my sister was going, but my parents joined the Unity Church. So I kind of got dragged over there at one point. I was 12, so I kind of went with the parents. And there was nobody there my age, so I wasn't sure I wanted to stay. But the cool thing about nobody my age, meaning they weren't like within a year of either side, because when you're 12, somebody 14 is older and they won't look at you. And when you're nine or 10, the other kids nine or 10, you don't want to look at them. They're too young, they're children, but you're not, right? I had private instruction in Sunday school. And because I had private instruction, it was kind of interesting. It was like, oh, well, okay, I kind of like this. And I stayed in church from when I was 12 until I was at least 25 or 30. I forget how old I was. I think I was almost 30. I was there almost every Sunday with my parents. And I also ended up singing solo there. I met some amazing people. They were wonderful. And I learned heart math and a couple of other things that were part of what was being taught at that church. And over the years, I've taken a lot. You might find that you've done this as well. You, You work, 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 and then you go, eh, and life gets in the way. Or you prefer instead of reading spiritual books, I'll read novels, I'll read mysteries. And then all of a sudden something happens and I shift back to the other books. I take classes that are enlightenment, but then something gets in the way. I start working at a specific job where it's busier. I do theater. So theater gets in the way. I have rehearsals. I don't have time for that enlightenment stuff. I don't think of it that way, of course, but you know, life gets busy. We have other priorities and you'll find the same thing probably happens to you. Unless you make a total study of your path to enlightenment stuff gets in the way. We're human and we enjoy the stuff that gets in the way. It's not bad necessarily. It could be a bit of a challenge sometimes, but it kind of breaks up our journey. So when we come back, hopefully you've had a chance to really then want to do it more. After my first real break, I was just about five or six years. I did some traveling. I lived in a different location for a while and I learned a little bit, but then I joined a second unity church in Walnut Creek, California. There was a lovely lady the time in charge of the classes there. She scheduled everything. She set it all up. And I took a ton of classes. I took so many different classes. I can't even remember all of them. I read so many books. I went to seminars, including a couple of those that are were run by Hay House. So I got my mantra in transcendental meditation and I became a Reiki master. I was a Reiki practitioner for 25 years and a Reiki master for 20 of those. And I'll tell you some more about my journey during the paths to enlightenment that I have. But let me just complete this part by saying that there are lots of paths. Mine has been kind of all over the place and included being an avatar master and wizard. But big life changes can make you question who you are and what directions you're going in life. So that enlightenment may come back up, especially after someone passes away, after you shift for maybe a divorce. Big life changes kind of make you go rethink and reevaluate. And a lot of times that's when being enlightened and finding a spiritual path really comes up. So after my divorce, I started with a life coach, which I've mentioned before. She is wonderful. We did EFT tapping with it. Or I should say EFT, emotional freedom technique for all those emotions I was going through. And then I got certified as an angel card reader, an angel tarot card reader. And I found my life purpose, which excited me so much. It really helped me on my path to enlightenment because I felt like I was finally in that flow. And part of that was increasing my psychic ability. And I graduated from the intuitive way and again in Walnut Creek, California. And I got certified as a life and business coach from Life Purpose Institute in San Diego. I wanted to help others find their path like I was finding mine. And I became a certified Marconic multidimensional energy recalibration practitioner. Lots of words on that one, right? All of that, since my divorce, it all happened in the last five years. It was like smushing everything in. It was actually like three years. My growth got so accelerated. And my path to enlightenment felt like I was really connecting more and more. You may not need to get certified. There are so many paths. You don't need to teach others or be of service to others in the way that I am. You can do anything that makes you feel enlightened. And I want to give you some ideas on how to get from here to wherever you want to get so that you can feel more and more in a lighter frame of mind and a more joyful path and a more joyful life. Some of these are going to be obvious and some maybe not so much. First, the easiest one is going to be prayer. It's one of the ways that you can get connected to the infinite. If you choose this as one of your paths, Make it a habit. Do it the same time every day for a specific length of time, but you can mix it up too. Make sure you don't forget. Prayer is usually where you ask and you try to remain open to answers. Let me just say, don't expect the answers to come during your prayer. They may, but realize that they may also come after. So you may go, I got nothing. This prayer thing is stupid. And a lot of people give up. Realize that if you pay attention to what you're thinking you want, leave yourself open You might get all sorts of answers in the real world that you weren't expecting that actually answer your prayer. If you're closed down and say, I didn't get any answers, you won't hear them. You won't connect it. Make sure you're open. The second path you might try is meditation. You might do a little of both. If prayer is about asking, meditation is mostly about listening. There are lots of ways, including transcendental meditation, like I did. You don't have to just sit there, though, and try to empty your mind. That is the traditional way. You don't have to do that. I did a whole show on this. It's called, uh, it's called uh, Meditation, the Ultimate Beginner's Guide. And it shows all sorts of ways that you can do meditation. It's not your thing to just sit here. You can move forward and try other types of things. It talks about the obstacles that hold us back from meditating and how to get through them. And it does give you lots of ideas on different ways to meditate, including three practice sessions that are fairly short, just to get you in, in the groove and try different things. There's lots of YouTube videos out there on meditating. The third one is a different path might be to try out different churches and religions. I mean, after all, I mean, just because mine was Unity Church, I have found that anytime I put my finger out there and tried different religions or read about them, that I, there's always something I can learn and grow about and get a little enlightened from. The ones I've actually tried were Science of Mind, Christian Science. I've done a dabble in Buddhism, although I haven't. I've more read about that. I've helped start a choir in the Catholic Church. I wasn't in charge, but I was part of it. And I was in that youth group at Presbyterian Church. So I've tried different things, but I've read about a lot more. Check it out online. A lot of them have remote services now, so you don't even have to go there. And you can find out how things are and if it feels like it fits into you, if it resonates for you. Because a lot of times you'll meet people of like mind there and then it makes it even better. Another idea you can do is to take a class. Take a class in a specific study class. Perhaps A Course in Miracles is one book that is a deep one. And there are other religious books that you can take classes in. I mean, obviously the Bible, but A Course in Miracles. And I I looked it up. I know it's a unique spiritual study. It's kind of a self-study program, which you can do with other people. It's a mind training. And I read it up online. It says it's designed to undo the illusion that you're separate in any way from God or your fellow humans, that we're all united as one, which sounds pretty cool. And you can also attend study class, obviously, with different ones. There is the Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, there's the Talmud, just goes on and on and on. There's lots of different choices you can make. Find a center. There are still some spiritual centers out there that offer classes. Whether you do it online or in person, see what speaks to you. And they usually offer one-offs as well as drop-ins or a whole set of classes. So you have different ideas on where you can go from here. I know when I was at Unity, those, some of those classes were heart math. Reiki, I started there. They had rebirthing classes, which were all about breathing and kind of living through some and clearing up some of the things in your life. But it's just basically laying down and breathing. There's numerology. Some classes focused on specific books like the Celestine Prophecy. And of course, being Unity, they did Lessons in Truth and some of those other ones that were Unity books. Even if you take a class that you don't like, then you'll learn what isn't your thing. But imagine if you find one that shifts your whole understanding or quantum leaps your enlightenment. Before I get into the meditation, I want to give you a minute to get settled. So I'm going to talk about one more way you can try, and that has to do with reading books. So while I'm talking about this, go ahead, if you can, get settled, get comfortable, get ready to have the meditation. There's a lot of books that I've read over the years, and I'm sure you're the same. I started out with various Unity books because I was there. My mom read them, so she passed them on to me. I read The Fillmores, May Rowland, Emily Cady, and of course the poet James Dillett Freeman. But other suggested authors I have that I can offer for you are, of course, Deepak Chopra, Ruth Montgomery is awfully interesting, Shakti Gwane, Louise Hay, all the Abraham Hicks books, of course, Wayne Dyer. Books about Edgar Cayce are fascinating, and Miracles, of course, I mentioned already, The Celestine Prophecy. There are a ton of books out there. See what speaks to you. There's a lot of newer books that I haven't read as much because I've been so involved with this latest path that I'm on that I've been keeping it to my study books and different life coaching things. There are a lot out there. I hope that you're ready now for this meditation. By all means, close your eyes and let's get comfy. So start with one. Allowing yourself to just breathe and relax. Two. Feeling your mind starting to get more and more peaceful in any thoughts of the day, releasing them out, letting them go. Three, feeling like you are getting lighter and easier, easier rather than difficult. Feeling like life is getting easier. Four, allowing your entire being to be lighter. To feel like you're starting to raise spiritually out of your body. And five, allowing any last worries to release. And feeling your spirit starting to raise up out of your body. But as you look down, see that there's a cord connected. So that you aren't leaving your body totally out there on its own. You're still connected. But you're raising higher and higher. And then all of a sudden, tell yourself stop. Like you can't go any further. And when you look down, see that you have a chain of some sort with links wrapped around that spiritual leg that's holding you back. And then, call in your guides, whoever they may be. Whether they're angels, Christ, or maybe you have people passed over helping you, or of course your higher self. Allow that to help you, hold you up while you're looking at those links. What do those chain links look like? Are they metal links? Maybe they're plastic? Maybe they're rope? Or maybe it's a paper chain. Realize that each link that you see represents a different fear or limiting belief that's holding you back from your enlightenment. And look at one now that draws your attention. What is it? Is it fear of failure, fear of success, maybe fear of the unknown? Maybe you think you've been too bad, you have too many sins, or you haven't done enough good works, so you can't be enlightened yet. Maybe you think you can't be enlightened because you're not a good enough person. So choose one of these links. What is it that you want to dissolve? Pick that fear. Pick that limiting belief. And start sending it love. Have your guides help you. Send it love and the knowingness that you're more than you think you are. That you are already more. You are enough. And watch that fear start to shrink. Start to get smaller and smaller until that link that's holding your leg to the ground, to your body, it starts to disintegrate. And then it disappears And the rest of the links just sort of fall away like it was a linchpin holding everything together. Feel yourself raising higher now that that has been taken away with your guides keeping pace with you. And then feel yourself stop short again. And be aware of any belief that you may have that this journey has to be difficult or that it isn't worth it unless it is hard or it is painful. Feel that belief through your body. Feel it. Is it holding you back? What is it doing? Now watch one of your guides kind of pull out a a vacuum hose. Get a little imaginative here. Pull it out, and they're going to start sucking out each area of your being that is worried, that tension, that darkness. They're going to suck that all out. Pull it out. All that belief that you might be carrying that this has to be difficult. And you're going to be replacing all of any darkness that comes out with a bright light that shoots down into you, into your whole building. Your whole being is filled with that light, filled, lifting you up now, higher and higher now that that heaviness is gone, that darkness is gone. Feel peace flooding into your being from the top of your head all the way to your toes. Allow that knowingness that you're connected to all that is. Realize that you can choose this journey to enlightenment, to be paved with joy and love and peace. You can choose to be free. And feel that flooding through your being. Feel that knowingness being part of you being all that you need to know that you are on the path and you can connect any time that you want in order to check in and make sure this is the best path for you. Just know that all paths to enlightenment are good paths. They're all okay. Some may appear difficult, but they don't need to be. You can choose an easier path. You can choose a path that teaches you just as much, but you learn it in a different way. And now I'm going to bring you back into the room. Five, feeling your spiritual being settling back into your body, floating back down now. Four, starting to feel a little bit heavy as you start to make your way back into this body. Three, bringing that peace with you, bringing that love and that joy with you, knowing that it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be difficult. You can find your way. Two, feeling now inside your body, but feeling lighter than you did before, feeling brighter, knowing that all is well, that all is peaceful, that all paths are paths to enlightenment. And one, opening your eyes, ready to face the day, to feel ready to face the path that you're on, to know that your path to enlightenment, whichever way you choose, can be fun, It can be joyful and you don't have to worry about getting to the end that every step is a step that will be good for you. So pay attention to everything that comes your way. Some people and information will help you stay on your path and even point you towards the enlightenment like it has for me where, oh my God, here's another step. Oh, and now I heard about this, another step. Keep saying yes to the steps as they become knowledgeable to you if they feel right. Don't let fear hold you back. Now, other people and situations may seem to be holding you back, but they can easily be gotten through or around if you find the lessons that will help you move forward. Look for the light in the negative and help you come through at the other side. Because if you find that lesson, different levels of enlightenment will follow very quickly. It could seem like a drop in the ocean, but it could also have a quantum leap, a deluge, all at the same time. So allow it to be whatever it needs to be for you. And now I want to go back on the different paths to enlightenment I was talking about earlier and give you as many as I have time for. The whole point is try different things. See what resonates with you. See what moves you. And that way you can find what you need. You can write your way to enlightenment. They always talk about journaling. You can journal But you can also write short stories about different areas of your life that really speak to you. If you don't want to do it every day or every other day, write short stories or write your autobiography. Start a story about your life. You might not think it's interesting, but it may help you. You might find that the more you write out your journey, the more you'll see what lessons that you've learned along the way. And you might even learn new lessons. You might have those light bulb moments as you go, oh my God, I went through that. And look what it could have been. I see what I could have learned from that in the past, and I didn't. But I see it now. It can be a really quantum leap moment when you see things like that. Another thing you can do, and please do this, no matter what other paths you choose, is to enjoy like minds along the way. No matter what you do along your path, you'll find people that are on their own journey, but that will intersect with yours. Maybe in a class or a seminar you'll find them. Stop long enough to acknowledge them, to take a moment to people who feel right to you. Ask them out for coffee so you can get to know them better, so you can make friends. And if you talk about some aspect of your classes or what you're doing during your regular life at all, you might find people coming out of the woodwork to talk to you. And what I mean by this is I work in a law firm during the day for years. And when I worked there, I was going through this energy shift and I was talking about energy work to my other friends, but nobody at the office because it was a law firm, but I was walking past somebody one day and I didn't actually work with her in my law firm, but I talked to her not because I actually worked with her. And I mentioned something about this new energy class. I was going away she said, are you going to be around for lunch? And I said, oh, no, no, Um, I'm going to an energy class. And she said, what, what are you talking about? And I gave her a a tiny bit of information because I felt a little uncomfortable because I didn't know her that well. And she said, oh my God, I love that stuff. Tell me more. And we've been fast friends ever since. I never would have expected that. I always liked her, but I never would have expected to talk about those sort of things. So find like minds along the way. If People don't seem receptive. Don't go into it in detail if it's an inappropriate place. But definitely allow yourself to be open to people who are interested in what you're doing and talking about. Another thing you can do on your path to enlightenment is to increase your intuition The more connection you have to God, your higher self, that connection, the more enlightened you'll feel, the more connected you are. I've always had some intuition, but I really started working on it with angel cards when I was certified by Doreen Virtue through Hay House. And then when she cut off all ties to Hay House, I wanted to learn more anyway, so I got certified again with Radley Valentine as an angel tarot card reader. Somebody who hated tarot growing up, so it was a little scary. I really found it fascinating, and I love the angel card version of it. I wanted to increase my intuition, so I picked up a tool to get started. You can do that too if that's something that talks to you. If it speaks to you, you can try oracle cards, you can try runes, palmistry, numerology. And then once you get started with that, you might find that you connect more directly by all of a sudden your intuition will kick in and you'll start talking about things that aren't on the cards, aren't on the runes, because you'll be in that space. I did end up going to the intuitive way in Walnut Creek to go directly after what I wanted. And they were especially good for me for past life readings. You might find that you get more intuitive, but you connect to others that have passed or who knows who. You might not feel comfortable because you're going, I don't want to talk to the dead. I don't want to talk to spirits. And you don't have to. You can shield yourself and you can go higher and get different information if you want. I don't do readings with spirits who have crossed over. I ask for higher information to, and then if I do, I go to their higher source, their higher self and talk to them. I don't talk directly to another person. I don't feel comfortable doing that. I want to go higher, but you can go wherever you want to do. What I really found especially good for me was when i going to an intuitive way, helped me get validation that I was getting information that was, I don't know if it's correct, but at least something that made sense to people I was talking to. So I stopped questioning myself as much you'll feel more connected and feel like you're getting better information, then you'll feel like you're being more enlightened. So I always say, hey, if you want to be more spiritual, you are going to find you're going to be more enlightened. And you don't have to read people like I do, but it will help you in your day-to-day life with yourself. Another thing you can do is to work with a life coach. I say that not just because I'm a life coach, but because I've worked with one or two or three, at least, because I also worked with them while I was doing practice coaching and during classes. People that specialize in the area you're looking to change, whether it's transitional times like I do, I do things that help ultimately to help people find their joy, which can mean abundance of different things, but that's really what I'm looking for. If you know what you want at a sessions with a life coach, when you go in, you'll make really great strides. If you want to go in for your career, if you want to go in for whatever you're looking for, make sure that if you want somebody certified you look for somebody certified. Anybody can be a life coach. And some people are great and they don't really need certification. But the International Coaching Federation and even my school, the Life Purpose Institute, are great sources for finding someone. Now, we might be a great fit. And if we're not, I can recommend other coaches because I know a lot of them. But ultimately, stick with your gut. Ask for your highest and your best coach and see who shows up and I do offer 30-minute consultations, which I was going to talk about later, but I mention it now. If you do say, I like her energy, I feel like I might be able to learn something with her about myself, find my past, stop struggling on my own, I offer 30-minute consultations. And you can contact me through my website, get on my calendar, and we talk about what you're struggling with. See if I can help you design a program specifically for you in whatever works, life coaching. Or maybe energy, but all of that can mix together and the intuitiveness to help you stop struggling so hard on your own. Enlightenment can come in so many different ways, the different kinds of paths that you can take. The next one is to have energy work done or become a practitioner. Now I've tried a lot of different energy work, and in fact was a Reiki master for over twenty years before I moved into my current modality of Marconics. One I highly recommend for especially emotional issues and fears is EFT. Tapping is more what is known for the name, but it can be learned and used on your own. But I kind of felt that for me, I had someone lead me through it when I was working with my life coach and it had the biggest impact. I don't do as well on my own. You may or may not feel that way. So if you tried it on your own, try someone to help you because you might find that that makes it a lot different because those practitioners can tailor make your affirmations to what you're working on. And for me, that was really powerful when I was going through my divorce. Reiki. Of course, it's a gentle energy that can help calm you and does some really good work on soothing cancer and radiation treatment reactions. And actually, in fact, I know a number of nurses and other medical technicians that became Reiki practitioners because of that. And the last one I'm going to mention is Marconics, since that's what I'm working with now. It's a fairly new modality, but it's powerful. And it's made one of my biggest quantum leaps to date on my enlightenment. There's also another set of courses that you could try. That's called Star's Edge. I took their avatar courses a million years ago. It was a long time ago. I don't even know how many years ago it was. They're still teaching it. It taught me how to make my busy mind quieter. And that was a blessing, let me tell you. Because some of us have really fast brains, much faster than the way I talk. And I know I talk quickly. So it helps you pay attention. And it also helped me set my intentions. I became an avatar master. I took their integrity course, their professional course. And ultimately, be, I became an avatar wizard. Their website, let me see, what does it state? It says uh, it they have straightforward self-development courses that come unencumbered by beliefs, sect memberships, or any quasi-religious rites. And I know I was really surprised they were very careful not to use any words that had a lot of baggage behind them. So they didn't use, instead of using love, they used appreciation. Instead of using some of the other ones that maybe were more connected to religions, they stayed far away from all those words. So everyone that was there was from various religions, nationalities, and backgrounds. Everyone was seeking some sort of enlightenment but they all seem pretty comfortable with it. And you can find out more about them. Let me give you their website. And I get no remuneration from any of these people, unless you come, of course, and hire me. But all these other websites I'm going to give you is for your help. They are at avatarepc.com. And that's A-V is in Victor, A-T-A-R-E-P is in Paul, C.com. And of course, you can go see people in person. You can try one-offs where you see a seminar, they call it a seminar, but it's like a one day thing rather than just a class, which is shorter. You can go to longer seminars, which are like a weekend. And I've been to one of Mary Morrissey uh, called Dream Builders. I liked it so much I went twice and I brought a friend. It's great because you can, if you can bring friends, you can go with lovely like minded people. You can have some fun as well. A lot of them are Friday, Saturday. Dream Builders is Friday through Sunday and a couple of different locations. I know they've gone, switched to online for now, no surprise. And I also joined their Brave Thinking Master's Group for a year. And they are at bravethinkinginstitute.com if you want more information. You might find that writing is something you want to do. And I mentioned writing previously, but if you want help with a class and getting published, Hay House has a three-day seminar on that. Well, they did anyway. I think they still do. And there's other people like Matt Kahn. They have seminars you can go to, some extended seminars, some shorter. But you're also going to find that some of the speakers are, I guess, I had a really fun one. And I know Hay House at least used to have, and I think they still do, various speakers that are at one place. You can go listen to one person for a couple hours, and nobody else for a couple hours. And The one that I remember from way back in the day when I was first working on Enlightenment, maybe not when I was 12, but I was an adult, so it must have been my early 20s. I went to one at the Circle Star Theater in San Carlos, California, which anybody who's from around here and is older than 30 probably remembers the Circle Star. A lot of performers were there. But Louise Hay brought a whole troop of people to speak and it was amazing and obviously very memorable because I still remember them. They were, Yogananda had a disciple that was speaking there, Deepak Chopra spoke, Shakti Gwane. Wayne Dyer, it was so powerful. So I highly recommend going to people in person, anybody that floats your boat that really you hear and you go, oh yeah, them, go see them, see what you think. Another path of enlightenment is to work specifically on being in the now. Being in the now is a game changer. You can let go of those past regrets and the guilt and the stuff that you worry about all the time over the past. I shouldn't have done that. If I hadn't, then on, if only I would have been different And now if I had changed the way I did something. Letting go of future worry over things you can't control is being in the now. Eckhart Tolle has a great book called The Power of Now. What a, sounds right. It's a really in-depth. Every time you read some of these books, you learn something new because you're in a different place. So you'll resonate with different information and you'll get, it's almost like it's a new book every time you read some of these. And this is one of those type. There are a lot of guided meditations that you can do to help you work with that. And on my YouTube channel, I do have a lot of guided meditations and visualizations that will help you get rid of blocks and help you be more in the now. When you're in the now, it makes your mind quieter. The whole mind gets quieter, and it makes it so much easier to meditate and to enjoy each moment that you have instead of, like I said, being in the past and the future. And that by itself is a great way of enlightenment. The next one is to look at fears that hold you back and to take action. Go to specific classes or attend meetings. What specific fears are holding you back? Are they irrational? Because this takes a lot of courage, folks. Let me tell you, I've done a couple of these. You may realize that when you look at something that you're going to do because you have this fear, you may want to back out. If you're an addict or a drinker and you need to overcome it, AA may be what you need, but you may find that "Eh, it can't really go. You don't want to admit it. You aren't really ready yet. I had an irrational fear of drowning. So I decided as an adult, I needed to take swimming lessons. I sat in the freaking parking lot for, well, I got there early and I sat there until I was almost late because I thought, oh my God, I can't do this. I was so fearful of drowning, even though I knew that person was going to be there. I was going to be one-on-one as an adult with a bunch of kids around me probably. And it took a while to be able to walk in. And I did, and I learned somewhat, at least I'm not as fearful anymore. I've also attended Toastmasters for a few years now because as an actress, I was fine talking in person. I got nervous, but it was not that big a deal. But to teach seminars as me, whole different ballgame. To talk anywhere as me, like I said, it takes a lot of courage to face those fears so that you can be on that path to enlightenment. Whatever it is that holds you back, really look at it and see. Now, this last path is about finding your life purpose. This can be a game changer as well. I mean, they all can. If you need to work with a coach or you simply take the time to dig down and figure out what your life purpose is. Now I see this in two steps. First, the first step is what's the basic purpose you have? What is your why? What is it? It's not what you do. It's why you do it. Maybe you want to heal folks. So it's not the fact you're a doctor because there's a lot of different ways you can heal folks. It's that you want to heal and that's your why. Or maybe you want to inspire people. Maybe art is your thing, but you do it because you want to inspire people. And you're good at it, probably. Maybe you want to save the planet. So what is your why? Some people know it since they were a kid. They just don't realize it. But second, after you figure out your why, then you need to look for how. How do you want to make it happen at this time in your life? What type of job will make it happen? Or maybe you do it with volunteer work. I have a couple shows on this. What a surprise. One of them is What's Your Why? That helps part one. What is your why? What is your life purpose? And the second one is called how to make your life purpose into a paying gig. That will give you all sorts of ideas to help you figure out what you can do, how you can do it. Now, realize that the initial why doesn't usually change. You know why you're here, why you want to, what your life purpose is. But the how can change. And I want you to tell all those people, all those people who are forced to retire, that like die right afterwards because they're thinking their purpose is done. The purpose is not the job, people. The purpose is why you do it. If you're forced to retire earlier than you want, find another way to make it work. It doesn't have to be about the job itself. Don't make that what it is. I see that it's time to wrap the show up. Any path to enlightenment is the way that you want to make it. You can have a huge epiphany and an aha moment that changes your life and quantum leaps you, or maybe you take a little bit at a time, and you do what you need to do just to get from here to there. Anything is good, and give yourself credit for that. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout-out, and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. Today's gonna, be, gonna be a good, good day, yeah. oh, You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. Today's gonna be, gonna be a good, good day.